Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 114, BMW Performance Tuning, The Good, Bad, and Ugly. Uh, <laughs> uh, first off, quick commercial, um, as I'm sure I've mentioned before, but will repeat myself. Uh, if you go to uh, podbean.com, which is the main distributor of this podcast, and you search for Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast on the main homepage, of course, you'll see a listing of over 100 different episodes you can listen to, download, whatever the case may be in regards to increasing your knowledge of your car. But in the upper right-hand corner of that homepage, it's, there's a link that says, uh, or an icon that says, Become a Patron. If you click on that, um, appreciate it if you could, uh, you can have the opportunity to uh, support the podcast monetarily. Uh, it is a $5 donation once a month. You can make it less than that. You can make it more than that. And you don't have to do necessarily more than a month. I leave that up to you. But what you get for that is, is I've made a number of podcasts only available by only available by prescription subscription excuse me yeah prescription right subscription um and uh, the ones that i picked to do that are ones that if you apply what i talk about in your uh, automotive ownership life there's no doubt in my mind you could save yourself thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars over your life and your car's life and uh, hopefully also reduce any amount of a certain amount of frustration level in regards to you know dealing with your car and the ownership experience and so on and so forth so i appreciate any help or support you can give on that it also of course helps to pay for ongoing training and again uh you know publishing the podcast and so on and so forth so again i appreciate any help or support you can give on that okay back to the episode uh performance tuning um well I'm going to talk about some specifics, but also, I mean, what I'm talking about is anything, whether it be a software change on your engine management system or transmission control system, as well as as, uh, suspension parts and or possibly, you know, engine parts that are put in, in on your car. Okay, so this is based on 37 years of experience of working exclusively on BMWs. I will say it's not like I do a lot of performance enhancements. I mean, honestly, I don't, okay? Uh, part of that is coming from 11 years of dealership experience, and, and this is kind of where the good, bad, and ugly comes into play. Um, you know, we saw cars that, that people would buy brand new and take them out and have some sort of, you know, aftermarket whiz-bang stuff done to it, and then uh, when things weren't right, they would bring it in and say, well, there's something wrong with it, it's under warranty. And certainly, if it's one thing if you open up the engine compartment and you see all this aftermarket stuff in the in the engine compartment, then it's pretty obvious. But it gets more interesting when it's uh, embedded in the software or something like that. And uh, you know, as a as a dealer technician, you're trying to solve a problem that's supposed to be under warranty, and then you come to the realization after either minutes and or hours of investigation that oh, great, this has got aftermarket software in it. So. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that. I'll talk about different uh, installations I've seen that some were really good and some were not so good. So uh, initially, the only two companies that I would recommend specifically for BMW as far as outside aftermarket vendor type 
performance uh, companies is either Dynan, Steve Dynan, or uh, Turner Motorsports. Okay, either one of those two are they're they're good suppliers. Uh, Dynan certainly is a manufacturer as well. Um, they have again they have performance software for the engine and transmission, and then of course they have a lot of suspension components that are available. And I feel they they've both been around a long time. They do a lot of testing, a lot of R and D, and they produce you know what I would consider to be a high quality product. And of course, if it's installed properly, um, you know I think you will see you know performance enhancements in your BMW, assuming that's what you're trying to do. I mean, obviously, like with suspension tuning, uh, a person typically is going to end up with a harsher ride or harder ride, and if that's what they want, that's a good thing. Um, it also means the car is going to typically handle better than what it did from factory. But again, you are changing the ride, okay? So, and if you start talking about lowering springs and things like that, you are really effectively changing the suspension geometry. So you could end up with more tire wear and so on and so forth. But if the main goal is is to increase the handling and performance, that's fine. Uh, you will accomplish that with those companies as far as parts they sell and so on and so forth. So, again, the two at Dynan and Turner Motorsports. Um, if you want to compare their products with, with other manufacturer products, and, of course, there's lots of them out there, uh, my idea would be, you know, you want to start comparing, like, warranties, okay, Um you know what what is is there a comparable warranty um, and and if so okay great what is it okay the other thing you really want to be careful about and this is goes back to is certainly especially engine performance type software okay or anything or you know kits installed whatever the case may be to be legal in the in this country in the USA that uh, kit or whatever it is, the software, whatever it is, it has to be EPA approved. And more than likely, the, the best thing to look for is also is CARB approved, C-A-R-B, CARB, as in California Air Resources Board. Okay. I mean, since the state of California has pretty much the strictest smog laws in, this, in the country, in the USA, um, really that's what you're looking for. Besides EPA approval, you're looking for CARB approval. Okay. If it doesn't have that... Okay, probably somewhere in the verbiage of the ad that you're looking at, it says on there either for on-track use only or for off-road use only. Okay, if it says that, that means whoever puts it on a car that you are going to be driving on the street, you are performing an illegal act by installing it, and you have now made the car. It's going to produce more emissions. Yes, you're going to get hopefully more performance out of it, hopefully, but basically, you have, you have just violated smog laws, whether they be nationwide smog laws or California smog laws. Okay? You violated those. Um, emission control equipment on, in, in cars in the USA originally came out. The first system was called a PCV, or positive crankcase ventilation. And that system came out and was mandated in 1967. Okay? It always has been illegal to remove, disconnect, tamper with, or modify any smog device on any car since 1967. It always has been illegal. The thing was, is prior, at least in the state of California, prior to uh, smog checks being done at, at smog licensed uh, stations for either re-registration or when the car is being sold, uh, there was really, there was no enforcement. 
so people did it a lot. Uh, if you happen to be listening to this and you're, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old and you're a bit of a car person, you remember where people would, I'm going to take my air pump off and I'm going to take my EGR off and this and that and whatever, and people did it. Well, they basically were committing a felony, okay? Uh, but no one did anything about it because, again, there was really no enforcement of it, okay? Well, in the state of California, like other states that have some sort of a annual or biannual uh, smog test that has to be done to register the car or to sell it, uh, that's when this stuff gets caught, okay? And so then it's, uh, you know, again, if it's not CARB approved, it's not legal. So the first thing you want to look for, in my mind, assuming you want to keep your car legal, okay, is if it is software or if it is, you know, a supercharger, turbocharger, whatever it is, some, any kind of a kit uh, or, or, you know, product that's installed to the engine, for the engine, okay, um, you want it to be CARB approved. Uh, if it's not, whoever installs it is committing a felony, okay, and certainly also violating uh, California state law. Now, if you're the consumer, I guess in some respects you could sort of claim ignorance, okay? It's not illegal for the company to sell it to you. In theory, it's not illegal. The legality issue comes with whoever installed it because ultimately it's their responsibility, okay? So if you're the consumer and you're installing it, I suppose you could go, oh, I didn't know, okay? But as a professional shop, we don't have the luxury of being able to do that. We don't get to claim ignorance, okay? So make sure that whatever you're buying, that it makes it very clear that it is CARB approved. Uh, if it's not, my recommendation is, is don't buy it, okay? I mean, unless you're, you're setting up a car for strictly track use or something to that, eva uh, that effect, um, you know, you're, you're putting a car on the road um, that is polluting more and it's not legal, okay? So that's, that's my first little thing to check out. And um, you want to definitely check into that. Uh, check if the website that you're potentially buying this product or software from, that if they include uh, installation instructions, okay? Uh, certainly if it is some kind of a kit that has to be mechanically, you know, uh, installed and connected to the engine, um, hopefully it better come with some good instructions, okay? And that's certainly something that if you are paying for someone to put it on, uh, they're going to need those instructions. And so if you're I've had customers call me up and, hey, well, can you install this kit on my car, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, what are we talking about? And, you know, hopefully it is either Dine-In or Turner that they potentially have gone to by chance to find what they're looking for. But I certainly have had people call up and, yeah, it's a such and such kit. And I've never heard of the company, um, which doesn't necessarily mean too much. But, um, you know, it's not like I keep track of what everybody's doing out there. But it's not a good sign if I haven't heard of the company. And I've had people, I tell them, I go, well, look, email me a link to whatever it is you're looking at, and I'll take a look at it. And But I, I remember one guy in particular, I told him right up front, I said, look, this needs to be, does it say somewhere in the verbiage that this is EPA and CARB approved? Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, no, no. He sends me the link. In bold red letters in the middle of the first paragraph, it says right on there, for on-track use only, not for road, not for use on uh, highways or streets. And it's like I emailed the guy back and I go, dude, uh, you're going to be driving this car on the street? This is an illegal uh, pr product. It's, it, it would be illegal to install it. Okay. 
and yet he was telling me, oh, yeah, it's okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh-huh. So read the instructions, and, and definitely, if again, if you're shopping around for a shop to install this for you, uh, let them know that there are good instructions, okay? Um, and read the reviews, okay? Read the reviews, not just through that website, but maybe Google the company and, um, you know, see what else is out there as far as people reviewing the particular product and see what, just see what people have to say, okay? Um, realize it, we're going to be talking specifically about software for the engine and or transmission control systems. If it is EPA and CARB approved, okay, realize that for it to be legal, that, you know, typically that system or that, that software usually, especially if it's for a later model car that has OBD2 or later, uh, this, this would be 1996 model year and later, typically the software is installed through the diagnostic, what's called a DLC or the diagnostic link connector, okay? Um, this is a, a, a generic plug that's somewhere around the driver's side of the car, um, you know, usually in the footwell area, something like that. And this is where uh, you plug in a code reader or you plug in, we plug in, you know, diagnostic scan tools. And so it connects up with the computers in the car, okay? OBD2 specifically has to do with anything that is a engine performance or drivability type thing. So the reason I bring it up is, is that if the software you're buying uh, if it claims that, okay, it produces or it increases horsepower by 15% and torque is increased by 12%, let's just say, or whatever the numbers are, okay, for that software to pass EPA and CARB uh, legalities or laws, realize that, and this is true from any manufacturer with a car that has OBD2, when when OBD2 is in operation, which is all the time when the car is operating, um, it's in what's called closed-loop fuel control. So in other words, the oxygen sensors are feeding back oxygen sensor voltages to the uh, engine management system. And so this is what's part of what's keeping the car uh, making it smog legal. Um, so having said that, the, the EPA and CARB allows manufacturers that when you are at three-quarter throttle or higher, in other words, your foot is pretty well far into that throttle, okay, the car will go into open loop, okay? What it means that is that the EPA says, look, the, obviously the customer is looking for maximum performance. If you're at three-quarter throttle or higher, we're not going to concern ourselves with is the car still smog legal, is it running efficiently? In other words, they give the manufacturer this leeway of, of saying, if you're at three-quarter throttle or higher, we'll allow you to dump more fuel into the car because obviously the customer is looking for maximum performance. Okay, So having said that, getting back to the performance tuning software, the only place legally that a performance tuning software company has to play with is operation from three-quarter throttle or higher. That's all they have. Okay. If they start messing around with the, with the map and the ignition map and fuel injection map at lower throttles than that, then it's not going to be EPA and or CARB approved. It won't pass it. Okay. So the question you have to ask yourself, this is what I talk to people about, that if you're contemplating spending whatever, hundreds if not thousands of dollars to put something in that's going to give you another whatever, 20% horsepower, and it is EPA and CARB approved, you have to ask yourself, at least me being logical, 
you have to ask yourself, how much time do I spend in driving this car that I'm at, that I'm at three-quarter throttle or higher? Okay, Because otherwise, the car's going to run exactly the same as what it would without having the performance software. Okay, So just the idea of, you know, that I'm trying to help you to be educated so that you can make a determination of, well, wait a minute, if I don't really drive the car that hard that often, do I want to spend this money on this? Especially if the car is due for brakes or tires or something like that. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's food for thought. That's, that's again, that's across the board, uh, but only if the, if the product is EPA and, and CARB approved. Okay. If it's not, then all bets are off and they can do whatever they want, but also it should say somewhere in the verbiage that this is not uh, street legal, okay? So, uh, again, you know, food for thought. Um, so, yeah, it's very important, open and closed loop throttle operation. Um, realize that I've, I mean, I've seen some well-designed parts installed poorly and poorly designed parts that someone tried to install properly Okay, and it didn't work out very well. Um, and, you know, it just, it's kind of sad sometimes. I've seen parts that, that appeared to be like they were designed real well and people just, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse them in or whatever. And I've also seen parts kits and stuff that were just, frankly, in my mind, they were junk. And they go ahead and put it on their BMW and then they wonder why the thing doesn't run right and, and so on and so forth. Uh, it can get real interesting sometimes from for a professional repair shop, especially if they're not familiar with, with that particular company as far as the aftermarket parts. I mean, we're basically now operating in the dark, okay? We have very little, if any, information of how this thing is supposed to work, what's it supposed to do, and then, it, again, it opens up of, of uh, you know, was it designed very well? Is this an, a design problem or an installation problem, okay? Um, there's going to be potentially some, some shops that aren't going to want to do the work, Okay, because they don't want to take on the liability of, of all this unknown stuff. Okay, that's probably one of the big reasons, one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of uh, performance modifications. Uh, again, um, you know, in my experience, the the two companies that I feel pretty good about, I think they make a good product, they have a good warranty, and uh, they, you know, they've been around a long time. That's something else to look for: is how long has the company been around? But, you know, is Dynan and, and uh, Turner Motorsports. Uh, they're both definitely good companies. So, um, And the other thing to think about, too, when you're doing this is that is in regards to whatever modifications that you make to the car, um, can the original equipment stuff be put back if you want to? Okay. In other words, is it reversible? Okay. Reason being, well, why would that be important? Well, maybe you decided to take your car and make it to where it is almost like track record ready. You go to three, four, five, six track events a year or more, or maybe you're just a weekend warrior. You're the Bonsai Canyon uh, person, you know, that you're, uh, you've got a favorite road that you love to Bonsai through, and, and um, uh, you're doing that like every weekend or whatever. But then you go to sell the car, or maybe you get to where you sort of outgrow or get tired of the, you know, harsh suspension feeling and all that. Um, can it be put back the way it was? Uh, suspension normally you can okay but where it gets more interesting is is you know different engine modifications and things like that uh, it could possibly become rather expensive to bring it back to original equipment type of spec okay so again that might be something to think about as far as you know how far are you going with a car in regards to modifying it 
versus what will be the expense and or even the possibility of bringing it back to original equipment at some point. So, you know, again, that's just kind of food for thought, um, things to think about when you're contemplating, you know, doing some performance modifications to the car. Um, that's really about it, it on this. I mean, to me, those are the key points to look at, certainly for a BMW. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got a different, another brand of car, I would imagine that, uh, again, you know, do your homework, do some checking. Uh, there, there may very well be brand names that are more popular on whatever brand of car you have. And uh, I would, you know, the same, some, a lot of the same things I just mentioned would be applicable to any other performance uh, software or, um, you know, modification kits or whatever is as far as, again, you know, CARB approved, EPA approved. How long has the company been around? What's their warranty? What do the reviews look like? Are there installation instructions? Those are all sort of generic with really with any performance, you know, aftermarket performance company. So, you know, check into those things and, and uh, you know, make sure to me, make sure you're going into the decision, hopefully eyes wide open. And uh, hopefully this little bit of information will help you on that and you can make a, the best des- decision for yourself and for your car. So. I appreciate you listening. Um, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's uh, bkpodcasts5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. And again, uh, if you check out that uh, Become a Patron uh, icon on the upper right-hand corner, and, and again, would appreciate any help uh, financially to uh, support the podcast. And we go from there. I uh, appreciate your time. appreciate you listening. Again, I hope you got something out of it. And um, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.